So hello to It's a Mom's Life listeners. We are so happy to have you guys on the show today. And we have a special guest, which is awesome. We have Amy. Um, and I'm going to let her introduce herself. But um, really just covering a, an awesome topic today, just in terms of, um, you know, being a, a housewife, a mom that stays at home, stay-at-home mom. So we're going to have a little bit of a Q&A and, you know, some, some insight from Amy. But Amy, please introduce yourself to our Active FM listeners. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me on, Dee. I'd be happy to introduce myself. Um, I'm Amy Cothran. I live in Idaho. I'm, I'm in the United States. Um, I live in, I feel like I should add, I'm in very rural Idaho. <laughs> We're in a very okay. tiny town, um, which is just, is really fun. And I just, uh, I'm a mom. I'm a full-time mom of three daughters. They're um, almost eight, so seven uh, Olivia just turned six and two and a half and two and a half whew, for the third has really thrown me for a loop, but I absolutely wow. love it. It's super fun. Um, and I started a podcast about the same time you guys did D actually, which is awesome. awesome. So last February, I just thought, you know what? I struggled as a stay at home mom in the beginning when I left my career and I just decided I really want to help another mom, even if I could just help one mom, but then how do you do that? Right. Especially living in rural Idaho, how do you get your voice out there where you can just sort of talk and then just have people listen without um, responding, just listen to the story, listen to what I've learned, just sort of like verbal vomit, I guess, if you will, everything that I've learned and just have people absorb it and just see if it resonates with them and see if it helps them. You know, I had tried a blog years ago and I had, um, kind of dabbled in the idea of maybe writing a book. And then I just realized like a podcast is the perfect avenue to do that. And the perfect platform to try and create a community of like-minded women who want to better their lives. And so everything I talk about and everything I do isn't necessarily focused on parenting. It has a little bit of that in it, but it's really about focusing on ourselves as women and as mothers and finding value and worth in our role as a full-time mom, because we don't have that paycheck. We don't have that job title that society tells us is what makes us worthy and what makes us valuable. And I want that to come from within. So everything that I talk about on my podcast is creating that self-worth and creating that value within our roles without the paycheck. So, um, mom in process was born and here we are. (laughs) I I love that because I actually took a look at your, your Instagram and, um, I feel like you have like you know, different, different things that you actually chat about. Um, one being like, you know, what moms would probably refrain from chatting about is like your diet. You know, what should, you know, what should you eat? What shouldn't you eat? Mm-hmm. Diet, the word diet. I was actually, I can't remember the lady's name that you were actually intervened, but I found, I found that so, um, um, informative for me because here I am looking at like you know certain things in a certain way but she's like no don't look at a diet as a diet look at it as nutrition what are you putting in your body that kind of thing and I don't think there's a lot of other topics but moms don't think about that they just think about children husband children husband yes like blinkers children husband so which brings me to um in terms of the you know promoting a message about work you know on yourself I I love that because that comes through um with all your posts 
just working on yourself. Um, as a wife, not, well, as a person, not as a wife, not as a mother, none of that, just working on yourself. For, for a stay-at-home mom, what, what, um, what would be the first thing that you would say to a stay-at-home mom for her to work on herself? Oh my goodness. The first like actual action that you could take to me that I feel so many women are lacking is drinking water. And I know that it's like such a basic thing. It is such a basic, Cassie, you're hiding your face. Like, Oh, are you guilty of that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So water, 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 water. And, um, it, it, to me, when I say water, it's also about the challenge of actually drinking water. So like when I talk to moms, one of the first things I say, well, how much water are you drinking? And they're like, well, I'm doing an okay job. I drink, you know, three or four glasses a day. I'm like, no gallon girl, get a full gallon of water (laughs) in. And it's more than just about hydration. It's actually about completing something that's challenging. You know, it's actually about starting out with, you know, the intention of actually taking care of yourself and completing that every single job, even if it's nine o'clock at night and you're still finishing it up, like get it finished. And if you do that for three days, you're going to feel so good. I mean, you're just going to feel so much better even after three days. And then after a week, you're going to start, you know, noticing your skin changing, but you're also going to be other than the external effects, you're going to feel internally so proud of yourself that you started completing something that you set out to complete something and you actually finished it. Um, the other thing that I talk about, but I have to be very careful with how I talk about it because I know that this isn't approachable for everybody, depending on what stage of motherhood they're in, but it's getting up early. It's getting up before your kids get up and not dictating your wake up time by toddlers or kids that need to need something from you immediately demanding, demanding, demanding. I found myself starting my day full of resentment and bitterness and just like this grumpy mom mode when I was getting up, when the kids woke me up, but now I get up for my self-care moments of starting, you know, to hydrate my body first thing in the morning before my children get up. And I, and the reason why I'm sensitive to that is I understand if you have a newborn that's waking up at 4am, or if you have a child that's having sleep regression issues, I understand that's not always obtainable, but there does become a shift. And what I talk about in my podcast is having moms recognize that shift in what's happening in your household and saying, okay, nope, things are starting to get a little bit, I want to say easier, but I use that like very lightly, you know, as far as sleep goes, sleep becomes a little more available to you. I'm going to take action on that. And I'm actually going to be very intentional and get up before the kids. So recognizing that shift, and then that's your time for self-care because as a stay at home mom, as a full-time mom, your day is dictated by everybody else around you from sunup to sundown. So if you could get a half hour to yourself before they get up, then you have the energy to do it. If you, you know, drink your water and things like that, because at night when they go to bed, you're so tired. You're so tired that the last thing that you want to do is get intentional movement in, you know, get more water in. You just want to crash. And I totally understand that. So getting your water in for yourself, for your body, and also for your, for your soul. Um, and then trying to get up early before the kids. Those are kind of my biggest takeaways or my biggest, um, my biggest pieces of advice, I guess. (laughs) So, so I love, I love that both, both brilliant. Um, uh, I actually, in terms of water, something that I really do not do. Um, and I have to force myself. Today I was forcing myself to like drink the water. But I love the way you put it. It's completing the challenge. It's mm-hmm. not just about drinking water, getting healthy, losing weight, looking good. It's about com- that, that, that feeling of completion. 
Yes. Um, I love that. Um, and even with, with waking up in the morning, like um, I totally agree with that. Um, so I like sort of wake up at my father in quiet times, and, but then I go back to sleep. And I just thought to myself as well, like, don't go back to sleep, actually start the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's sort of like what I'm trying to get into. But even mm-hmm. in the evening, I used to, my kids used to go to bed at like 10 o'clock at night. And eventually I was like, I don't get time with my husband. So put the kids to bed earlier so that you can get time earlier, earlier as well. So yeah. love those, love those. Um, I have um, something else for you. So do you find your yourself um, or do you find other working moms that you have spoke, not working moms, um, other uh, stay-at-home moms that you've spoken to, do you find that they um, sort of feel guilty about being a stay-at-home mom? Because there's so many times where I know that like I've had family members that say to me, because I'm not a stay-at-home mom myself. I always wanted mm-hmm. to be. Um, but, you know, you kind of get family members that are like, no, you can't be a stay-at-home mom. You have to do something with your life. You have to get a career. You have to establish yourself. For the moms out there that perhaps feel a little bit guilty about being a stay-at-home mom, what would mm-hmm. you, have you had moms like that? What would you say to moms like that? Yeah, I I don't know if really guilt is necessarily the way that I would put that feeling necessarily because I, and, I, and I'm kind of pe- speaking from personal experience because I left a yeah. career that I had worked really hard for um, after I had my daughter and we just decided like, this is not working. And, um, and it wasn't, it, it wasn't necessarily guilt of leaving my job, but it was the, um, feeling of inadequacy that I was having. Okay. Sorry. Hold on. Somebody was dragging something across the floor upstairs. (laughs) Um, okay. Is everything fun? Yeah, I think it's, yeah, they're fine. Um, but it was a feeling of inadequacy. I, I think that is, was more of more in, in line with what I was feeling like, oh my gosh, I gave up this career. I, you know, had my degree. I wasn't using my degree to take on this role as an unpaid mom, you know? And so I guess for, for women, what I would say, if you're in that role, uh, first of all, you really need to take a look at your relationships with those people that are um, sort of projecting that onto you. And then yeah. secondly, realizing that maybe it's because they don't, well, actually almost a hundred percent is because they don't understand the role that you're in because they've probably never been in that role. So they yeah. don't see the value and they don't see the worth in what you're doing. So to me, I'm always like, let's prove them wrong. Like, let's show them how yes. great we can be at this role, how how helpful it can be for our children. And, you know, from there, just recognizing and seeing little actions and, th- and steps that you take throughout your day, how that affects your children and sort of reverse engineering that, like, what would that look like if you weren't in the picture? You know, what would it look like if a daycare center was putting your kid down for their nap instead of you putting your two-year-old in her own bed, tucking her in and giving her good night kisses for her yeah. nap in a cozy space. So I don't know if that, I hope that answered your question, Dee. Um, but I, I think no. sort of 
for me, it wasn't necessarily about feeling guilt. It was maybe more about like that confusion of, is this, is this really valuable? What is my worth in that? And then that, that just, that for me took time too, because that wasn't anything I had ever experienced. I didn't have any full-time mom friends. I didn't grow up in a household where my mom stayed home. Um, Everybody I knew worked and found their self-worth and their value from the paychecks that they were earning and the jobs titles that they were holding. Yeah. Yeah. No, that does answer my question fully. Um, you need to sort of analyze then your, your friends because everyone has a calling and a, a limit, a capacity that they can hold. And there's no, there's no going, well, you should be able to hold more. You should be able to do more. A full-time mom. <laughs> I think everyone sort of can, um, underestimate if that's the word you know oh they just sit at home do nothing all day no they don't they take care of their kids they have the responsibility of educating their kids it's not just you know watching them it's actually growing them um, which is awesome um i just want to see if i can just read a a, one of uh, tundle's questions here as a woman transition as women transition to motherhood um you evolve a lot and new desires start coming up um Sorry, give me a moment. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so what Tandle's basically asking here is, so when, you know, being perhaps a new, like you just spoke about now, a new mom, you, you sort of don't know how this is, is going to work out and there's certain um, desires that you have as, as a stay-at-home mom um, but you need to work and, and run the household as well. Mm-hmm. And there's perhaps certain things that you would like to do as a mom. Um, and, and maybe you feel a little bit, um, I don't want to use the word guilty again, but like you, you shouldn't or you should refrain from doing certain desires that you want to do. Like maybe, you know, I don't know, go out with the girls one night perhaps. Um, what would you say to mom struggling with that in terms of just, you know, coming in, transitioning into this new um, world of being a stay-at-home mom are there limits are there like rules that kind of thing I don't know if that makes sense to you yeah um I think one of the beautiful things about being a full-time mom is you're actually able to squash all of the societal rules like yeah. you're actually able to embrace the rules that you want to instill within your own life and the boundaries within your life whereas if you're um, a, a working mom, especially work outside of the home mom. Um, you're really, your life is really dictated by the schedule and the rules and the boundaries with everybody else. You know, you have a boss that you have to account to, you have, um, a time you have to be at work, a time you have to leave work and a time to pick up the children. And so for me, I think one of the things that was really kind of a, a mindset shift was, um, in the beginning was really me, trying to fit into like a box of being a stay at home mom, like a stereotypical stay at home mom. And then I was, it was like square peg round hole. You know, I was like, I was struggling and I was trying to be this person that I really truly wasn't. And then finally, after several years, I realized, why am I trying to be something that I'm not? What if the beauty in this role is actually embracing who I am? And that's what I really try and encourage 
other full-time moms is embracing who you are, your past experiences, your education, your knowledge, everything, and then bringing that into your household as a full-time mom, because essentially what you're trying to do is you're raising the next generation, right? That is your role. You've taken on a hundred percent of that role. And so in order to do that in the best way possible, again, this is, um, again, this is my opinion, but you need to embrace who you are and your experiences so that you can pass that on to them. And then what that does, the ripple effect of that is it builds these diverse communities, right? It, it builds, um, everybody is a little bit different. All of your children are a little bit different. And, you know, from what I've, this is again, like, in my opinion, but if we're, if all of our kids are all going to the the same daycare and the same school structure and within these societal constraints, then everybody starts to behave or be, or sort of fit into the mold that yeah. is created for them versus embracing the fluidity and the freedom of being at home and dictating your own schedule and dictating your own routines and dictating your own uh, paradigms. If you want to go that yeah. deep, dictating your own um, conditioning within your household. So for me, it, it is, it is a shift. It does. It's sort of like, um, Uh, like unschooling yourself, right? You have to get out of, it's this process of getting out of this mentality of, of everything that we've been taught in our past and embracing freedom, I guess is like the word that you would call it. But as far as, you know, um, moments of self-care and, and then going out with friends, like that is still available to you just the same as it is. If you're a working mom, if you make it a priority, um, it, it becomes, I think at some point, I don't want to say it becomes less important, but that togetherness and that family time becomes at the forefront of your goal. Um, but that doesn't mean that your desires and your needs and your socialization, all those things should ever be put, um, away forever. I I still think that taking the time to embrace that and make that a priority is, is very important. So I hope that answered Tando's question. (laughs) Yes. um, uh, Well, I'm sure that it did. Um, (laughs) Another one here. So uh, this is like a little bit of a, uh, it's a weird one because it's, you know, again, we're looking at different cultures and different styles of motherhood and Mm-hmm. Etc. But Tandle spoke to a lady today, also a mom who, who basically expressed the fact that you know she she feels as though she should go out and get a job because um her her husband is basically saying you know um sorry let me just check here her ba- she basically saying listen you can't keep spending my money you like you just keep spending my money mm. um and I want to sort of phrase it differently. In terms of how, maybe you can give me your opinion because you were, you know, a working, you were working first and now you stayed at home mom. Mm-hmm. How did that affect, what is, how did that affect you financially? You know, you only have now one income. Do you sort of um, work around that one income or do you do what Amy has done? Put a podcast together, start doing mm-hmm. something sort of on the sideline that's, that doesn't dictate, um, you know, when you work and how you work, mm-hmm. um, sort of doing something. What would you suggest for moms out there that are like, maybe I should do something else to, to get more of an income or, or mm-hmm. sort of struggling in that area? Yeah. So that's a, that's a huge question. I'm going to try and unpack that as kind of much as I can, which I love this question because 
um, especially speaking from personal experience, leaving a career that I worked really hard for to being a full-time mom, that was an adjustment. Now I will preface this by saying I have the support of a very wonderful husband. And this is something that we discussed prior to making this decision. So going back a little bit, we made a lot of changes and a lot of um, sacrifices in order to get ourselves to a place financially where we can be home. And with that, we had to shift our mindset of what is actually a need versus a want. Um, what kind of a lifestyle are we going to live? You know, here in Idaho, in very rural Idaho, people camp. So they have uh, travel trailers, um, you know, they have four wheelers side by side. They have toys, what you would consider like big boy toys, adult toys. And those are just things that we don't have, you know? And so we knew going into that, those were things that we were going to not have living on one income. However, I will say the majority of my listeners and the majority of the stay at home moms that I know have a side income. They have something that they're still pursuing. And I don't want to say I encourage that it's whatever feels good to you. So if you're feeling the need to find value and contribute, if you're feeling like you're not contributing enough, and that is important to you, I guess I suggest two things. One is really asking yourself, and maybe you, you write this down, asking yourself where that's coming from. Is that a healthy feeling? Is that, is that acceptable? Or is this coming from past pressures, outside pressures, um, you know, your own personal paradigms and your social conditioning? Is this coming from a place where you just feel very full when you are using your brain, when you are contributing and working and doing that? And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. We, so So really the majority of my listeners have something that they're pursuing, you know, whether it's a, um, an MLM, a multi-level marketing, um, uh, you know, side gig that they're doing where they have the flexibility to do that, whether that's a passion project that they're working on. I think a lot of the times it comes from a place where we're not pursuing enough things that we're interested in. And we get so, um, involved in the day-to-day tasks of the checklists and the to-do lists that we're no longer pursuing things that interest us. So, um, you know, I, I don't know if you guys are in an area where you can, where you can garden. So maybe you need to get outside and do some gardening or pursuing things. Anything that you're interested in also makes you feel valuable. Um, but as far as, you know, what you were saying with the example of the, of the listener that you guys had, where her husband was saying, she was spending all of his money. I think that's a communicate. That's an aspect of communication that needs to be improved on. And if maybe shopping is something that she enjoys, is this a budgeting issue? Do you guys need to reevaluate where the budget is? Is he feeling like, you know, she's not doing enough to contribute at home, which again comes back. And I'm, I'm, not saying that she's not by any means. Yeah. I'm sure she's doing an yeah. incredible job, an incredible job as a mother, um, yeah, yeah. and a, and a, and a homemaker, but you know, maybe it comes down to those are just what he's thinking and what he's perceiving. And that comes back to, um, a level of communication that needs to happen and clarity within. I understand that these are your roles, but the other aspect of that too, that I don't think people always take into consideration is the actual financial value that a stay at home mom is providing within the household. So if the husband is complaining of you're spending all my money, you know, the other side of that is, okay, well, if I go and get a full-time job, this is what daycare for three kids is going to look like. <laughs> if I go and get a full-time job, this is what it's going to look like to hire a housekeeper to keep the, to keep up the home. This is what our grocery budget is going to shift into because 
now we're spending more money on some already pre-made meals instead of home cooked mm. meals, you know? Yeah. So there's, there's a lot of financial value. If you want to break that down in what a, the role of a full-time mother does within the yeah. household. And there was a, there was an article that came around a few years ago, um, at least in the U S I, I don't, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but it, and I, I don't have it available right now, but it was, it, somebody actually did a study on what, a, a full-time mother, a stay-at-home mom actually accomplishes in the day in terms of um, her value financially. You know, this is yeah, what it would sure. look like, you know, so a salary, I guess, if you want to call it that for what a full-time mother is. Um, and it's very, it is very interesting. So I, I, I love that. So obviously communication is, is key. Um, mm -hmm. Number two, um, just, you know, you can do your side hustle, but don't, don't do something that you just, you know, now you have to do it, do it because right. you love it. Yes. Um, and if it brings income, fantastic. The, the other thing that you said now, um, oh, it just slipped my mind, but those, those two key and critical things in terms of, um, you know, communicating with your, your husband um, in terms of, you know, is this fun? Oh, that's the other thing that I want to say, just in terms of um, the whole, looking at the budgets like I didn't think about that you, you're eliminating certain things when you're not a working mom you can take care mm -hmm. of the kids so they don't go to daycare that's like a whole whack out of your budgets mm -hmm. and I'm like oh wow like you you need to sit and look at the budgets if you if you're going to do that as a as a um, mom so mm -hmm. that's that's very good the last thing um and we might need to pop off and back on again Amy I don't know if that's okay yeah that's fine Sorry. Um, okay. But yes, I'm going to, I'm just going to. So the last question I'd like to ask is basically from a practical way, are there any practical ways um, that, that we can wait? So can you give us practical ways that, that we as a person, not a mom, not a wife, not a whatever, as a person can actually grow ourselves what is what are those what are those things what would you say to someone how would you grow yourself as a person not a mom nothing mm -hmm. just as a person um i think one of the fastest uh or what one of the biggest things that you can do is read i i know that seems um like so simple but i, I yeah. i'm i'm all about getting back to the basics and i think one of the best ways that you can grow as an individual is by reading nonfiction books even if it's 10 pages yeah. a day and absorbing something that um is good for your mind helps you shift your perspectives looks at looks at things from a different light so I think one yeah. of the best things you can do is just take time for yourself and, and set a goal for yourself. If it's 10 pages a day, that's great. You can, you can absorb and learn a lot in 10 pages of a personal development, self-help, um, nonfiction mm. book that, you know, I, I love the idea of 10 pages or even, you know, if, if you're not a big reader, starting with five pages, because what you're going to gain from that five pages, and then, especially if you're doing it in the morning and then take that forward into your days, you're going to absorb that, think about it, apply it in short little mm. stints, instead of sitting down and reading, you know, like four or five chapters with yeah. the pressure of actually completing a book, just little steps and action steps you can take in that way to absorb something that is, good for you, that challenges you, that, um, makes you think about something. And whether that's a, whether that's a parenting book, whether that's, um, a, a 
personal self-help book. I think that we get so involved in parenting and motherhood that sometimes we forget to challenge ourselves. Like you said, like, what can we do to improve ourselves as an individual? Because again, then that, that will trickle into motherhood that will trickle into being a woman and a wife. You know, if you're working on improving and challenging and developing yourself, then that just trickles in, um, into the rest of your life. So I think one of the easiest and basic things you can do is read and, and read good literature. That's awesome. That's, um, and it's something that I do as a, as a business, uh, you know, I work, so I'm a working mom, but I sort of, um, you know, read a book, try and read my book, you know, in the morning to try and get some, and it's a really good book. Think, Learn and Succeed by Caroline Lee. So it's awesome. Um, Definitely valuable, valuable information right there. Um, Mm -hmm. So, so we're going to end off, but where can people get hold of you or how can people get hold of you? Yeah. So you can find me, uh, my website is amycothran.com. Um, and then you can also find me on Instagram and Facebook as well. I'm a little more active on Instagram, um, just cause I feel like it's easier, but, um, yeah, amycothran.com is my website where you can, um, find my Facebook and Instagram pages and also listen to the podcast. If you're interested in that too, we have some big things coming up. I have some really big goals this year and in the years coming forward. So, um, I, I look forward to anybody. If they have any questions, never hesitate to reach out. It's me that manages all of it. So if you send me a DM on Instagram or if you send me an email, it's me that responds. Um, so I would, awesome. I would, I would love to connect with people. That's awesome. Well, that's, I think we're going to leave it there, but I'm going to connect with you, Amy. So hopefully this, um, you know, doesn't cut soon, but I'm going to connect with you. That'll be awesome. So I'm going to follow you on Instagram. Um, but that's Amy Catherine. It was so awesome to have you on the show. Thank you so much. Thank you for the valuable information tonight because even I as a working mom have taken some stuff in there. So it's been really, really awesome. So I just yes. want to say thank you on behalf of Tando as well. She said hello, um, just by the way. <laughs> but thank you so much. And that is a wrap. So we're going to see you or we're going to be um, you know, doing our next show next week. So join us again. But we maybe, you know, maybe we'll have Amy on at some point in time. So that's it from me, Dee, and on behalf of Tandor. And Amy, (laughs) it's the mom's life. So we thank you and we'll speak to you soon next week. Thank you so much. Active FM. Radio has never been better.